Hey, Phillies Nation listeners, this is Ian Riccoboni joining you for a very special Throwback Thursday edition of the Phillies Nation podcast. Before we get down to business with our very special interview with Kurt Simmons, we'd like to acknowledge our sponsor. What a great sponsor they are. This episode of the Throwback Thursday Phillies Nation podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 17, available now for pre-order on ootpdevelopments.com. It's the most authentic baseball strategy game ever made. This is the Out of the Park Baseball you've been waiting for. Not only does Out of the Park Baseball 17 feature its trademark immersion into a hardball strategy and management experience like no other, it includes nearly 150 years of baseball history into a single package, but it now includes the MLBPA license for the very first time, combined with the returning MLB.com license too. This means all the real teams, players, logos, ballparks, and more. You simply cannot get more authentic. Even better, if you order now, go to OOTPDevelopments.com, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price by going to OOTPDevelopments.com, clicking the pre-order banner. Just enter the code PHILLIES17 at checkout to not only get a discount, but to help support Phillies Nation, indie sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game out of the ballpark 17. Once again, just go to OOTPDevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and then enter the code PHILLIES17 at checkout for a very special discount and to support the Phillies Nation podcast. Man, that is a great game. I, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm our sponsor. I know Steve and I have been addicted to it uh, all last summer into the winter. What a great strategy game. And one of the guys I like using on there is Kurt Simmons, a Phillies legend. In top 10 in wins, strikeouts, uh, games started for the Phillies. He's a Phillies legend. He's a Phillies wall of famer. And uh, he's a guy who is in the 100 greatest Phillies of all time extensively. He's meant so much to the Phillies. Had kind of an amazing career arc, and, and Kurt Simmons is very, very special to me as an Allentonian. You see, Kurt Simmons growing up was the guy, you know, the guy that was the Allentown sports legend. He's from nearby Egypt, Pennsylvania, right outside of Whitehall, very close to Allentown. And, you know, growing up, Allentown, you know, we had a few professional athletes to look up to. Ed McCafferty, uh, we tried to steal the rock from Bethlehem. Uh, didn't work too well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Easton had, you know, the champ, Larry Holmes. Bethlehem had Andre Reed, NFL, you know, Football Hall of Famer. And we had Kurt Simmons. Kurt Simmons was our guy. And it was an amazing thrill to sit down with him uh, with the cast of Lehigh Valley TV and Phillies Nation and be able to put together this interview that aired on the Comcast Network, Comcast Sportsnet, and Lehigh Valley TV. This is an interview that has never been aired unedited in its current form. Um, of this interview, about seven minutes total aired. So there's some new undocumented stuff, nothing earth-shattering, but pretty cool. Um, it's amazing to talk to somebody who has links, legitimate links to Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, and into Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron... He's a guy who's seen them all and pitched against them all. And in the case of Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb, been coached by them all. And, you know, each week here on Phillies Nation, um, as content permits, we're going to take a deep dive into the vault uh, each Thursday night and try and bring you something that we haven't delivered before. Uh, these are non-canon. These are not intended to provide updates on the Phillies' current status. It's just a little bit extra, a uh, little bit of a treat. You know, something for our rapidly growing listeners to gnaw their teeth on. For instance, did you know that Phillies Nation did the first televised interview with Lenny Dykstra after he was released from prison? 
kind of crazy, <laughs> and it was kind of a bad interview. Uh, speaking of bad interviews, I wasn't always very good at interviews. So in this interview, you're going to see and hear uh, some of my nervousness. I'm talking to one of my heroes. I'm talking to someone uh, that was in great revere in the Lehigh Valley. So the nerves are there, the stammering's there, the hemming and hawing's there a little bit. Uh, but he was great. I mean, Kurt Simmons, he invited us up to his golf course and uh, sat us down. We were there for about two hours, talked his ear off. What I'm bringing you today is about 20 minutes, uh, not quite the entire two hours, but 20 minutes of the initial interview uh, before rereads and, and recuts and things like that. So you're getting the real deal. You're getting the authentic Ian Riccoboni, Kurt Simmons experience here on this Throwback Thursday edition of the Phillies Nation podcast. Without further ado, I present to you, un- unedited, uh, myself and Kurt Simmons from the summer of 2014. Please enjoy. All right. Well, could you tell us, um, you know, when you were growing up about how you became a baseball fan and if you were a Phillies fan or if, or if you were an A's fan, because the A's were actually the more successful team in that time. Yeah, well, you know, I was born in 29, so uh, the the Phillies, they were around, but nobody knew it because they were real bad, I guess, you know. But anyway, I I just liked sports. I, I played uh, I played baseball and, uh, as a kid. I just, uh, you know... Uh, and there, there wasn't much to do in those days, you know. The, the, the father went went to to the cement mill, and the mother was in the house, and the and the kids said, "Go play," you know. So, <laughs> so I was down the small town in Egypt, and I I was down the playground at the at the old uh, grade school. Uh, we had a playground there, and that's where I used to go uh, with the, with the gang, and we we choose sides and play ball, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's the that's you just got out of the house and you went went to play, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in that time, uh, Whitehall was much different than it is now. There wasn't the, the big shopping malls, um, and the there was a few professional baseball teams actually in the area. Uh, did you ever go see the Allentown Cardinals play? Yeah, I, uh, I went. I went down there in the old park fair fair fairgrounds or whatever it was, and uh, I went to got a couple passes, got to see a couple games when I was in high school, but. Before that, you know, I didn't. Uh, of course, I don't know if they were there or there, but but I I got to see some games there, yeah. yeah. Uh, and how did you keep track of the Phillies? If you you know if you followed the team a little bit, uh, you know, back then there wasn't as much as much TV, and the games were only broadcast via radio. Do you have any memories of uh, listening to the radio at all? To to yeah, sometimes. Along? But you know, back in those days, lot I was. I was playing, you know. I played mm-hmm. for Copley Legion, uh, and and I played for Whitehall High School. And of course, Whitehall High School, you know, middle of June it was over. So, but Copley Legion, we played our league schedule, and then we'd play some other teams. We'd play exhibition games. A guy named Sammy Balliot was our was our coach. He was he'd been the coach there for a, for a long time and, and quite a character. But but anyway, uh, so we were we were and then I played with the Egypt AA team. The, the Egypt Twilight League. They had a they had a league, and I, when I wasn't playing for Coffee Legion, I was I was playing playing with uh, Egypt also. So, so I was I was out playing baseball, quite a few days of the week. Sure, and and um, I know the I know the Coffee Legion team actually won two state championships. Uh, right. W- while you were there, so that's uh, a, a lot of effort. Obviously, paid off. Um, 
and which led you to, I read, I read that you played for uh, Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb in a right, series of right. All-Star games. So could you tell us about meeting them? I mean, that must have been yeah. such in a Yeah, in fact, I have a, a picture back there. I, uh, maybe I should have got it out here. But oh, anyway, okay. when yeah, I was a kid, uh, I was 16, and they, they chose a kid from each, from each state, and the East played the West. And Babe Ruth was our, was our manager, the East team, and Ty Cobb was the West manager. Oh, wow. And Ruth, he, you know, he chewed, chewed tobacco and he, he smelled the booze a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he, would, he was a happy, jolly guy. And, and, and Ty Cobb was a, was a grump. And he'd say, we're going we're gonna to beat you guys. We're going to get you. you know? <laughs> so anyway, I, I, uh, I, I started the game and I got a couple runs. My first guy bunted for the other team. And our third baseman threw the ball into the stands in the polo grounds. Now, the polo grounds aren't there anymore, but, but you have to throw it very high to get it into the stands <laughs> on a fly. But that was the first, the first uh, the start of the game. But anyway, I pitched four innings, I guess, whatever. So Babe Ruth said, go play right field because I got a base hit or something. Mm-hmm. So I played right field, and I ended up hitting a triple in the ninth inning, and we scored a run. We ended up beating them 5-4. to four. Wow. We were losing 4-2 to two in the ninth. So mm-hmm. so nobody did that much, so they gave me the trophy. I was, I was the All-American boy. This is uh-huh. I was 16 years old. Anyway, that was the, that was the game in the polo grounds with Babe Ruth, our manager. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, and, and not too long after that um, is – the, was the famous exhibition game between the Phillies and right. and uh, your team, uh, which was the was was that the Egypt team or the? It was the it was the Egypt Egypt AA. We okay. we picked up a we picked up a catcher from I don't know from Northampton I think he's a little better catcher and uh, but mostly <laughs> it was our guys the Egypt the Egypt AA team and uh, Cy, Cy Morgan was a scout from Allentown with the Phillies and he'd been he'd been hanging around all the time and. In in the, when I'm 16 already, the end of that, and and uh, he'd be given my mother and my sisters they couldn't get uh, like during the war he couldn't get nylon stockings he'd get some nylon stockings and oh. kill them to, <laughs> and, and occasionally I'd get a uh, uh, couple eagle tickets you know oh, so okay. he was bribing me a little bit as best he could do but wasn't supposed to be doing any of that stuff sure but anyway uh, somehow. Uh, they were building the Egypt Memorial Park, and and, they, and so Cy Morgan, I think it was, who said, how about we bring the Phillies up and have your kid, he talked to my father, and he said, how, well, have your kid pitch against us. And my dad said, yeah, bring them on. You know, so, <laughs> so no, I was a bashful kid, and, and uh, there's a good chance I'm going to get smacked around, you know, and and, and I pitched well, and we, we should have won, actually. A couple of our guys ran together on a fly ball. And, oh. uh, but anyway, it, it ended up 4-4 tie. There were no lights, you know, mm-hmm. so it was dark. And uh, after the game, there was Detroit Detroit Tigers. They, they bid like 50000 and the Red Sox were in their bidding. So we told uh, the Phillies, we'd give them, my father told the Phillies, we'd give you the last shot, you know. Mm-hmm. So... He said, "Well, we'll sign. We'll sign for sixty-five thousand. They said, "Okay, you got it." So that's how I that's how I ended up with the <laughs> Phillies, you know. But but my father was my agent, you know. Right. He worked at the cement mill, and of course, he, he was. I guess all the guys out there were telling him what the, how, how to handle this or something. Anyway, sure, that's, sure. That's the, that's the way it happened. It it Which, seems like it worked out well. It was it, amazing, you know, because yeah. like I say, I could have. 
the odds were I'm going to get smacked around and I'll probably end up getting $3,000 or something, you know, but anyway. Right, and he struck out 11, 11 struck Phillies. Struck out 11 guys, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, and then later that year, uh, you actually made your debut with the Phillies, which is which must have been exciting. At, at yeah, at the end of the year, they, I, I, was with, I was with Wilmington, the Class B League, that summer. And then at the end of the year, the Phillies had to bring me up because I was classified as a bonus player. Okay. And they had to bring me up and keep me. Otherwise, they'd lose me to some kind of draft they had in those days. So I pitched the last game of the season uh, against the Giants, New York Giants in those days. And and they were uh, – Johnny Mize was, was tied with, with Ralph Kinder with 51 home runs. Oh, wow. So he led off the game. <laughs> get, a, get another at bat maybe, you know, sure. something. So, uh, so <laughs> I broke his bat a couple of times and whatever. But he uh, he got a, a, a clunk single off me, I think. But but we beat him 3-1 to one anyway. Right. And I – I walked a few guys, but but it, it was a it was a nice start anyway. Absolutely, and uh, you you had some success in in forty eight and forty nine, and then forty eight and forty nine were tough. I you know I walked a lot of guys, mm. and and they were trying to change my motion. I I, I had a herky jerky motion. I used I used to crossfire. You know you, you're supposed to stride toward home plate. I would stride maybe six inches or more. Okay. Toward the first base side. And yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so they they finally said, "Well, pitch the way you pitched in high school, whatever." Right. And then I started doing a lot better. That was that was 1950 by then, you know. So. Sure, and and of course 1950 was the the year the Phillies won their first pennant in 35 years. Um, right. Could you could you take us through a little bit of that season? Was there any indication that that team was going to be special um, in spring training or even in the beginning of the year? Or well, you know. It, it, we were okay, but we had a lot of young guys. They called us the whiz kids, you know. So sure. uh, the Dodgers were the, were the cream of the crop, you know. And See, in those days, they didn't have drafts or anything. They'd get good players that could keep them, you know. Right. You, you, you couldn't leave a team unless they, they, they sold you or got rid, got rid of you. So mm-hmm. you, you didn't have any control. But anyway, uh, we started playing well. And, of course, Roberts, he, he was winning, and I started winning. And, uh mm-hmm. And we were just a lot of guys had good years. Jim Constanti was was outstanding as our so-called closer and reliever, and and he won 15 games that sure. year, most valuable player award. And, right. And, you know, so there was some there was some some good years in there, and uh, and and of course in the beginning of September, I I had to go into the service. I right. was I was in the National Guard uh, that was activated and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, a guy named Bob Miller was a pitcher. He hurt his back or something. And then Bubba Church was a pitcher. Ted Klazuski was a big first baseman for Cincinnati. He hit him with a line drive almost. How, how it didn't uh, really kill him or hurt his eye real bad. But So three pitches were out. And Roberts, he's pitching like every every three days or something. And, and right. we, finally he, he pitched the 10 innings. In the last game of the season to beat the Dodgers, so. <laughs> and uh, so that's how we won the pennant. Were Were you able to follow along at all while you were in while you were in well, training? Well, I was, you know, I was in a kind of boot camp out in sure. Camp Batterbury, Indiana. So mm-hmm. I would I would listen to the game on the radio, and uh, that was before TV, of course. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, they had TV around here, I guess. But uh, so the last game of the season, I'm out. It's Sunday. 
And I'm not playing touch football with the boys because I, I didn't want to watch them. I didn't want to listen to the radio anymore. So sure. I'm, we're playing touch football. The guy hollered out of the back, hey, Sisler hit a home run. To, you know, <laughs> Phillies are up 4-1, to one, and then they win the thing. Oh, so I got a call that night from the boys at their party, and oh. uh, most of them weren't too co- coherent. But, <laughs> but Robin Roberts, he talked low. He said, he said, I'm tired, man. I'm going home. And, <laughs> and his wife was pregnant. Uh, with their first child, and he, she was, so they they didn't they didn't hang around at the party too long. No, I, I bet yeah. not. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it, in you missed the entire 1951 season, but then 1952 you came back and had statistically one of your best years. Well, 52, I came back. I I came back opening day, no spring training. Mm-hmm. I was a I was in, in Germany, and and some guy some. PR public relations guy from Washington called me and said, "Could you go? Could you be at the show? Gimbel's brothers had a show, a TV show or something in those days, opening day or something." I said, "No, nah, I've I got orders to go on a on a boat, you know, get going home." And I said, "The only way I can go is if if I fly." Well, two days later, they said report to Frankfurt, and, <laughs> and I and I got to fly home. So that's how I got there opening day, mm-hmm. and all the all my buddies were. We're a little jealous because <laughs> I, don't have, they didn't, I didn't have to ride the, the bumpy uh, the bumpy ship going back home. Sure, <laughs> right. And uh, through the fifties, you faced a lot of lot of great Hall of Fame players: um, Willie oh, yeah. Mays, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Um, just could you walk us through maybe preparing for someone of, of Willie Mays's caliber, or preparing for someone of Hank Aaron's ca- caliber? Well, you know, I. I had I had good stuff. I had good fastball, and my my problem was throwing strikes, you know, and getting moving the ball around pretty good. But so I, I didn't I didn't really uh, I didn't really go over the hitters that that finely, you know. I remember '52. I was I was starting the All Star game in Philadelphia, oh, yeah. and I got to the park. I thought pretty early, but I was late. I, they were having a meeting, going over the hitters. And Leo DeRocher, the manager, he says, Simmons, where the hell you been? He says, uh, <laughs> he said uh, they were going over there. He said, oh, get the ball over the plate, you know. So I, <laughs> I, I, I pitched three innings and I shut him out and whatever. And uh, but uh, so that was <laughs> that's what used to happen in those days. Get the ball over, you know. So I, I had good stuff, and my my problem was control, and and, and of course not walk too many guys. Sure, but. Uh, and I had some good years, and of course, then I, I, I cut my toe in the lawnmower in 1953. I don't know if you remember that, no. but, then, well, you, <laughs> but anyway, I was out for a month. But I ended up, I ended up winning 16 games that year. Wow. Uh, so, and 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 being out a month with a, with a, with a missing part of my big toe. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, and the, you you had a lot of success through the 50s. Um, the Phillies remained kind of competitive, but they weren't able to win. In a, the yeah, we never really win. came back. We uh, we we had that one great year, and then uh, they they start they, guys were having bad years. They start trading a couple of guys and so mm-hmm. forth. But it it was we never got back to where we were right. uh, until until uh, the until the Phillies start rebuilding. You know, getting mm-hmm. and uh, and sixty four. Of course, here we are in sixty four with we are I'm with St. Louis and sure. uh, and. Uh, the Phillies, they they're winning. They got I don't know six game lead or more. Right with twelve, 
12 to play. Right. So anyway, we uh, we we played them three game ser series in Philly. We beat them three in a row here. Right. Then we went to St. Louis. We beat them three in a row there. Wow. And and we had, we went sneaking up on them. And of course they were they were bad. They. Uh, and, and we, we ended up winning the pennant the last day of the season. <laughs> sure. Did, was there any, did you feel any measure of revenge uh, because the Phillies, had, the Phillies had released you in 1960? Well, then, I, you know, you I, 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 they asked me that. They said, do you try harder against the Phillies because <laughs> I pitched well against them? Right. And we had a pretty good hitting team, mm -hmm. and we'd scored some runs, too. I won a couple of games, like nine to seven or a couple, but I pitched some good ones, too. So Sure. Uh, I said, I hope I'm trying real hard against everybody. You know, I said, I don't, you know. So that was my answer. I, I hopefully, I wanted to beat them, of course, but the, I wanted to beat all the teams I faced. You know, so. sure. Did yeah. you? How was the, how was the reception uh, pitching as a Philly, maybe in one of your All Star seasons, versus coming back as a Cardinal? <laughs> um, did the fans respond any differently? Well, what do you mean? I, well, I was with only I wasn't on the All Star team with the Cardinals. Oh, I'm sorry. With I, the, I was I, I was with the Phillies. I was on right. three All Star games. Yeah, right. So during your time with the Phillies, I, you were a fan favorite. Uh, got a warm reception each time you came out. But then uh, with the Cardinals, did the did the fans have any? Did the fans hold that against you that you're now uh, at the Cardinals? I, I, I'm sure they. I'm sure they didn't like it because I was beating them. You know, right? I, they, the Philly fans, you know, they can be tough. You know, they yeah. they boo very. They boo a lot. You know, so I'm sure they booed me some. Sure. <laughs> but but when you're pitching, hey, you don't, you don't really hear all that stuff. You're concentrating on the hitter and the catcher and uh, and and you go from there. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, and you you were inducted to the Phillies Wall of Fame. Um, and Phillies Nation named you the 17th greatest Philly of all time. Um, so you're constantly in the mind and the consciousness of, of current Phillies fans. Um, if there's anything you, you could say to, to some of those Phillies fans, um, you know, for, for the support over the years, what, what might it be? Well, you know, first of all, uh, most, of, most of the Philly fans that remember me aren't around anymore. Oh. Them. But... Uh, <laughs> But you know, you know, it's great. You know, I, 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 I don't know how I was uh, rated that high, but uh, because they had some, they had some good players, and especially after that, uh, on that team. And uh, but, but it's it's nice to be remembered. Every occasionally, I meet some old guy, and he say, "Hey, you're you're Simmons, aren't you? Yeah, I remember you." <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's nice to, nice to be remembered. Sure. And um, and finally, how. How exciting was it for you as someone who had been part of the Phillies organization when they finally won their first World Series in 1980, um, you know, 77 years after the first World Series, which, you know, they hadn't been very competitive. Right, right. Well, you know, I, I was finished playing baseball. I was, work, I was here at the golf course and... Uh, I was I was thrilled because I was I was a Philly fan, you know. I still am, and uh, and, uh, and and it was great. It was nice, but but I wasn't part of it. But but I was I was happy for them, you know, that they that they they won. Sure. And there you have it, folks. The living legend himself, Kurt Simmons. At this time, he ranks fifth in wins among Phillies in their career, sixth in starts, fifth in innings pitched, and eighth in strikeouts. A three-time All Star who was called up at the age of 18. Can you believe that? 18 years old. When I was 18, I could barely tie my shoes, but <laughs> he was facing the Phillies at Egypt Memorial Park and striking them out. Um, 
you know, what might have been in 1950, you know, if he was there for the Wiz kids against the Yankees. It's amazing that he was he was there in the ballpark. Uh, who knows? But amazingly, he missed the entire 1951 season. He, he was incredibly modest. He had career lows in 1952 in ERA and whip going 14-8 and eight over 200 innings pitched. Just incredible, incredible. You know, like all good stories, Simmons has a happy ending. He'd be released mid-season by the Phillies in 1960, but he would sign with the St. Louis Cardinals. In 1964, Simmons would get his shot at the World Series. He started games two and six. Simmons left game two with a 1-1 tie in the ninth. It would be on the losing end of game six. However, the Cardinals would ultimately win the 1964 World Series, and Simmons would be rewarded with a World Series ring. How cool is that? And a lot of people say that the uh, his release in 1960 contributed something to the Phillies falling apart down the stretch in 1964. It probably would have helped the Phillies had they had the uh, pitcher that went 18-9 and with a 3-4-3 ERA, including four wins in September down the stretch on their roster instead of on the Cardinals roster. Well, that concludes the first ever Phillies Nation podcast throwback Thursday episode. If you like it, Please tell us. If you didn't and you want more current stuff, you don't want us to turn back the clock so much, tell us that too. You know, this is kind of a pilot, kind of a test run. We have all kinds of stuff ranging from two-minute clips with Lenny Dykstra to more comprehensive things we filmed with players like Darren Dalton uh, all across the gamut. So if you like this, tell us. We'll continue to bring this every Thursday. If you don't and you'd rather just hear Steve and I chat, <laughs> and and not clog up your your iTunes feed. Tell us that too. So for our sponsor, Out of the Park Baseball Seventeen OOTPDevelopments.com, and our other sponsor, the One Hundred Greatest Phillies of All Time, available now on Amazon. I am your host, Ian Riccaboni. We hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. <laughs>